Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 321. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. Uh, I've got some, uh, an interesting thing to, to start with here. Um, so Andy got a, a lovely barbecue dinner for us uh, from... Good old glorious Lucille's, and uh, Tony and I brought over some beers, and uh, I got carded on uh, my uh, purchase of beer. I was thinking about it. It's like hmm, it's not often that I do, but I also don't buy a lot of booze. I guess I don't really pay that much attention. But how often are you guys? Are you still getting carded? How often? Where did you go? Uh, just a grocery store, Gelson's. So like grocery stores. Yeah, a grocery stores, it's like they have to like card you. So grocery stores always get carded, but liquor store, I haven't been carded at a liquor store in a long time. And then at bars, even if it, I mean, I guess bars, if you're already inside, it's, you know, you always have to show your ID to the bouncer. But if you're in a bar without a bouncer, yeah, I mean, at some places, it's just their policy. But grocery stores, I mean, I always even have like my, um, my ID almost out before they even get a chance because grocery stores, it's just, they're going to card you. Anybody that looks under the age of like 40, they're going to card. They, they stop scanning stuff. Once you hit, they hit the thing, they're basically their message pops up and says, check ID and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah but sometimes, know. uh, they won't, uh, cause we'll buy like wine there a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know, 60, so, 40 on the knot. I would say like there's a couple places that are 100% for me. So at uh, Total Wine, they're very strict. I was there, and a person in front of me was with another person. They were both definitely overage. One of them, one of the guys, I believe, not uh, a citizen of the country, and was not was buying like the Sweden thing. or something. No, there was there was two Mexican guys, but um, they basically they stopped him and said, "Okay, we need to see this guy's ID too." And the guy's like, "What?" what? And like, well, you're with him. You went through the store, and I remember that is their policy. Um, and the guy's like, I, I don't have an ID. I literally don't have an ID. And like, I have a passport, but I don't have it with me. And they're like, Well, sorry, you gotta can't we can't sell it to you. So and that guy like, clearly back clearly the store by himself, basically. No, they they will they will say we won't sell it to you even like if you try that. Armpits, so they know, like, or mark yeah. their forearm, like, no, 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 we remember you, you can't. So they're pretty strict. And then uh, the Angels game, they were carding people that are like 60 years old. They're just like, no, we just check everyone while they're in line in the. Hey, you could be in an old man suit. How do yeah, we know? I got carded at the Angel game Sunday. Yeah. I mean, so stuff the, like that, you're always going to get carded. I remember, like, wasn't a Red Robin, like, had some, like, they used to have, like, a pin that was, like, we card under, like, 45 oh, yeah. and a half or, like, some bullshit. If you're breathing, we're carded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's interesting. I mean, you, yeah, you put those policies and then you get better insurance. And I, I guess to quote McLovin makes me feel young again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the fun stuff. Um, that's the fun stuff. This has been in the news. We've been covering it, uh, I feel like, the last week or the week prior. But uh, Bam Margera uh, is just a, a disaster. And uh, he is at the moment on the run from the police. And... Uh, <laughs> Missing? I don't know. So he got into a fight out front of his castle in Pennsylvania with his brother. 
and uh, I guess kind of roughed him up and then just ran off <laughs> into the woods, not before he could threaten to kill his family, his own family. Uh, and so the police are looking for him. <laughs> As of uh, this afternoon, whenever I wrote this down, like he was still, you know, at large. So it was his like brother ever on the show. I didn't remember he had a brother. He was on the, he was on the, um, the family one. Yeah. The, he, he's the one that's in the band. Okay. Um, I don't remember that at all. CKY. His, his uncle that he always used to fuck with didn't want, did he die? I think so. He was, he was a like a child. Mil- yeah, yeah. That thing. Oh. Good. Uh, yeah, John, it's not a great, not a great story how this all turned Vito out. Yeah. Is or something? <laughs> and I think we're watching that show as like kids, like yeah, laughing yeah. and enjoying it. Like, oh, these guys are funny. And it's like, no, actually, this guy's a pedophile and this guy's a drug addict, alcoholic, lunatic. Yeah. Well, well yeah, and that's then. the thing. Like, yeah. it's funny when you're ten, but and they're you know twenty four, but when they're forty five, uh, uh, it makes me think of the Oliver Stone movie, uh, The Doors. When um, yeah. shit, what's the guy's name? Uh, Michael Jim Morrison. No, but the guy from like uh, Reservoir Dogs, he asks Jim Morrison, "It's like, what are you gonna do when you're uh, you're you're too fat and old to get out there in the leather pants and and dance for these uh, you know fans and this and that?" And yeah, what are you gonna do when the music's over, guys? And uh, Mr. Jared's just gonna keep the party rolling, I guess. What did Jim Morrison say to that? I'm going to die in about. Yeah, he's basically probably said. I don't remember the, the, what he did say, but. Because he had some good, just... good, good stuff to say. He had some good quotes. You know, he predicted. I, there's a good video of him from like whenever he was around the 70s, 60s, whenever it was. Of when they asked him what he thought the future of music would be, and he said he visualized a one single person up there by himself with a lot of electronics and like stuff like that. And it's like he basically predicted like DJs. It's crazy. You know, he was in Wayne's World too. Yeah, yeah, big part of it. In fact, okay. Yeah, when they go on the—I remember that now. When they go on like the trip or whatever, and they're walking yeah. through the desert or something. Yeah. yeah, that Doors movie, Oliver Stone is is pretty good. Meg Ryan, one of her—I got to watch that movie again. Movies. That was Val Kilmer plays him, right? Oh yeah, yeah he a, like transformed one. for the role too. Because I, I remember—I don't remember where I heard this or read this, but they didn't want him for it. He sent like a a tape to uh, Oliver and whoever else of him being Jim Morrison, including like singing and different things. And they were like, all right, he, he can do it. Um, yeah, so Bam Margera, disaster. Um, see how this plays out. My guess is Maxwell is not going to take him up on that fight, which we spoke about <laughs> two weeks ago. No. I don't remember. But uh, moving on. Uh, Alec Baldwin uh, is, uh, he's, he's going to walk. <clears throat> He's innocent. The uh, the charges, all the charges have been dropped now against him. Um, the criminal case against him, which was always kind of dumb and stupid, phony. Like everyone knows he didn't do it on purpose. He didn't know that the gun was going to fire a real bullet at someone. Because um, how would you know? But I guess could have been watching that Chucky movie. Yeah, the, the case against them was like, well, you were a producer on the film. But it's like, yes, yeah, so it was like 900 other people. That's the way it works. Um, so, yeah, that that part of it is over. But the same time, they're going to finish the movie. So um, I think they found a new location to, to film it at. This has got to be the most cursed yeah. release ever. Like when this finally does get finished, like you can't change this movie name to Clippers. Yeah. Where, where is this? Where is this going to go? Is this? Going to be on Amazon or something like what's going to happen? Like, let's hope so, that moving forward, they, they give him a rubber gun. 
Um, yeah, I think a lot of places have been like, we're, we're going to change our, our safety policies. We're not going to have real guns, all that kind of stuff. Um, cause it's just, yeah, it's just, it's still terrible. Um, I don't know if the, the, the person, the armorer is going to still face charges or not. I think it's still even a, a not a, a, a super strong case. It does seem them. like someone should be liable because they're not supposed to have real bullets in there to begin with. So you shouldn't be taking this gun to go shoot goddamn beer cans in the off shooting time. Uh, so yeah. I do think there's someone to be held responsible. Why are there actual bullets on the set? But I do think another reason they're they're going to finish this movie is I believe the family is going to make money off of it. It's part of it. So That's I mean, they're nice. still they're still suing. They're still going to get a, a bunch of money from this whole thing. They're going to win civil cases and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, part of that is going to be at least they'll see something from it. And you know, the the cinematographer who died. At least her last work will will actually be released and people will be able to see it. But it's just it's going to be so weird when that actually. I hope does, they rewrite you know. that scene and they don't actually have him. I yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna have that shot be in the movie like they obviously. But I'm saying like they don't even do that scene where he's whatever that was, a gun at yeah. the at the camera. Yeah, because everyone knows that was the scene. I just think it'd be in poor taste. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the best way for this. It seems like the whole thing is in poor taste, but at the same time, like, hey, yo, go, go, make some money for the family. All right, uh, let's talk about uh, CinemaCon. And by the way, it's a two-point game. Uh, Atlanta's down with a minute forty Ooh, in here. Okay. Ooh. So CinemaCon this is this week. This is a convention that is not for the public. It is, uh, I believe, for movie theater chains and different yeah theaters to see parts of movies to kind of like try to assess what should be. Um, so is this why the Wonka trailer was not around online? Yeah. So the point is none of this stuff, all this news that's been made, none of it is available for us to see. Bullshit. Um, so it was shown to people at Regal theaters or whatever. I, I don't really know um, the whole deal, but yeah, there's, there's been a lot of stuff. So different, the different studios are, are doing different pre- presentations on different days. So Yesterday, I believe, was the Sony presentation and got a few bits of news here. Uh, the Craven the Hunter movie will be rated R. So this is another Spider-Man villain solo movie. So what? Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man and all his side characters. So they've been doing this uh, series of villain movies. Uh, the two Venom movies were a big success. Uh, then last year was the Morbius movie, which was bad, very bad. But uh, coming later this year is Craven, uh, which could be much better. Craven is a much more important character for the Spider-Man universe. Uh, Craven the Hunter, he's just a, a badass hunter dude who wants to kill Spider-Man. That's his comic book story. I don't know what this movie's going to be. He's just like an um, animal hunter, and he's like, I'm yeah, going to so hunt he, me Spider-Man. That's the most dangerous yeah. game. Yeah, that's exactly the premise. Dennis that's Reynolds. pretty simple. The big game hunter, and he's like, "Well, what's the that'll, what is the most dangerous game?" That'll jack you up. He's sitting in a cardboard <laughs> box on the street. <laughs> he wears like a big lion vest in the comic, but um, it's, uh, I'm also picturing Jumanji. The hunt, the, yeah, the trophy hunter guy comes around. Yeah, that guy's just a British gentleman. Yeah. Um, but one of the reasons I think this could be interesting, uh, this is being made directed by J.C. Chandor, who uh, has made good movies. He made made a series of indie movies. Uh, before making Triple Frontier with like Ben Affleck and Oscar Isaac, a pretty solid action movie. Um, so very different from Mor- Morbius was made by no one, someone's no one ever heard of. But this guy's made good movies. 
Um, and Craven's going to be played by Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, uh, and also 007. in the cast. Yeah, also in the cast is uh, Russell Crowe, oh. uh, Alessandro Nivola, who I like, who I like a lot. Christopher Abbott is playing the villain, according to this. I don't know. I don't know who the villain is going to be for a movie about a villain, but uh, we'll have to see. So, uh, yeah, the big Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-
I'm thinking more uh, along the lines of movies you you don't even like. You wouldn't think of the names of Aaron uh, Paul's yeah. movie. Um, Need that for, was a Need for Speed. Need for one, Speed. Yeah. Uh, what was the Eddie Griffin one where he totaled an Enzo? Uh, and <laughs> in real life, he totaled the Enzo. Yeah. Um, those kind of movies they come along a lot, but obviously you you quickly forget about the shitty ones, and I, I worry that they're just cataloging and or capitalizing on the name Gran Turismo, and it could just be bad. Oh yeah, it could be phenomenal. Well, Sony. But, yeah, Sony's making like a lot of their video games into stuff that's in work. So it's been a big push. I mean, they just had the Last of Us was a huge hit for HBO. So they've been they've been working on getting like all their games and movies and shows and stuff. So, um, well, now onto Warner Brothers, uh, which I think is one of the weirdest stories to kick off here. Uh, they showed a bit of Wonka, and Hugh Grant is playing an Oompa Loompa. Love it. Absolutely, um, I love don't it. know what the fuck that means. <laughs> Who's playing Willy Wonka again? Chalamet. <clears throat> oh, that's right. Because he's like so young, young, right? Wonka. He's, so he's just discovering the Oompa Loompas, I assume. I'm actually kind of uh, intrigued to see like what they're going to do for his backstory. Yeah. Like, how did he discover the Oompa Loompas? How did he get this chocolate factory? Who? How was he raised? Was he abused? Why does he sing? Why is he singing? And then he's also really yeah. mean. Yeah. I, I said we'll, good day. Yeah, I think we'll get there. Um, I'm excited for this. Actually, this is one of those ones I'd be intrigued to see. Definitely. I see one on the list, and I'm even more intrigued for yeah. here. That's a little. Just keep listening. Yeah. Well. Um, well, here's a weird one. Uh, they confirmed Beetlejuice two today as well, Ugh. which was rumored. Uh, Tim Burton and um, Jenna Ortega is supposed to be in it as the, um, the daughter of Winona Ryder. I think is is the assumption there, and Beetlejuice comes back in the picture picture somehow. Um, but also it was the same day that Harry Belafonte died, who uh, kind of got a revival yeah, after the first Beetlejuice banana boat. movie. That's pretty yeah. strange. Yeah, it just works out that um, way. So. Who's going to be Beetlejuice? Oh, it's still Michael Keaton. You think he's going to do it? Oh, yeah, that's part of the, the deal. Okay. Like in Burton's back and everything. You so. couldn't have anybody I was else. Gonna, yeah, yeah, I was going to immediately shit on it if it were, because that's also the kind of thing where it's like, well, yeah. he's in... James um, Cole has Beetlejuice. Well, yeah, I think, a lot of I think Michael Keaton's... Michael Keaton's going through one of his midlife crises right now because he's doing Batman. Again. Exactly. So he's, he's that's exactly what I was going to say. Frost he's again. doing Batman and then now Beetlejuice. So it's like next thing you know, he's going to do Mr. Mom again. Back and then, the refrost. As long as he doesn't do fucking Birdman again, whatever the fuck that was. Soon. Birdman's a good movie. You know, it I depends who you ask. Birdman was a good movie, I think, for critics that want to <laughs> just think everything that they know good, is bad. A good good. Performance. I liked it at the time. I haven't, it's one of those movies I don't need to see again, but I liked the just like single drum music and that it was a oh, one yeah. take. It just was neat. From an artistic standpoint. Uh, well, next thing I have here, I think is what Tony's referring to and not the last one, uh, but uh, they did confirm Conjuring 4 and Why? they gave it a title. Conjuring 4 Last Rites. Does that mean the last movie for them? Probably. Well, especially um, if what's-his-name is going to go into directing, right? Isn't he going to direct some stuff? Yeah, I mean, Patrick Wilson's directing the Insidious movie that comes out this summer. So, um, When's this one coming out? Are they just announced they it? They just announced it, so it's probably... The third one came out. It's been a while since the third one the third came one out. The third one was Pandemic. It was 21, yeah. Is that The Nun? You know, during... I don't even remember no, the third one. No. The third one I know was the it. kid was, was possessed. It was just a Conjuring, like, three? Yeah. But, but I, I didn't think it was good. I know I saw it, though. 
So there was like a little kid that was possessed. They try to help, and they actually do draw the demon out. Oh, so and then there's like a but court it goes case into and like stuff, the, right? the, the brother's or the sister's boyfriend. Oh, I who saw then that murders one. random people. I saw that one. So yeah, so then it's like a court case. Is that the? Like, I saw the first and second. That's yeah. the third one. Yeah, the court case was the third one. Yeah, that was part of the free movies on HBO. Okay, yeah, that caused everyone to get fired. But I mean, the franchise is still going strong. We got the Nun two coming out soon, so I don't know if I was that impressed with the Nun one. <laughs> I never watched the Nun one, but maybe the Nun two could be good. Um, and then, yeah, the last thing I have, Oprah herself came out to present a first look at the Color Purple, uh, a musical version of the Color Purple coming out that- later this year. So, um, so the Color Purple was a, a famous movie from the eighties. Steven Spielberg, uh, Oprah was in it before she was. You know, Oprah, really? Um, so it was a movie about, you know, slavery and stuff like that. Never so seen it. Old. Never even, I eh, probably heard yeah, of it. I, I watched it in school, I remember. It was very weird because everyone's, the teacher's like, okay, don't laugh. Oprah's going to be in the movie, everyone. Don't laugh. It's a serious movie. Um, but apparently they turned this into a musical on Broadway like 20 years ago. So now they're just going to film the, the, the Broadway musical version. Tony, did your school have you guys watch Roots in high school? I don't recall. I mean, maybe some classes, maybe like the AP classes or something, but nothing I took. Well, we watched like one segment of it because that's like an eight hour. I think the gnarliest movie that we were probably shown in high school is like Schindler's List. We didn't watch that. Yeah, I didn't see that one. The teacher just gets a a teacher. Oh, my God. Trey Young just hit a three from deep. Two seconds left. They're up two. (laughs) Holy crap. Okay. Wow. I thought you were just wowed you by can, Oprah or yeah. something. You can hear that in our sports podcast. I thought Sean was like, I can't believe they showed you Schindler's List. <laughs> I have that on my list of things to watch. Uh, I only really know it is because you were making out during Schindler's okay. List for Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. I, I just recently in the last few years, years learned that was uh, Liam Neeson. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all yeah. Liam. It, I've never seen it, but everything you hear about it is like it's an incredible movie. You never want to watch it again. So I don't right. I don't know if we actually honestly even finished it. Because I feel like it was one of those things where it was like a rainy day type thing. I don't not a rainy day. I mean we were in elementary school, but I don't know what it was. But it was like we we watched I don't it. show that movie to you in elementary school. <laughs> no, they, no, 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 no. I'm saying like it wasn't just because it was a rainy day, is what I'm saying. Like, but I don't recall finishing watching it. But I, the one scene I obviously recall is like when they've got like them lined up and then like some just get gunned down for like whatever reason. So it's like, it's just gnarly. I mean, it's crazy. But yeah. All right. Are those all of the movies? Yeah, that's, that's all the news there. Okay. So, um, so all we got is a trailer. When is Wonka out? Do we, did they announce that? Do we know that? End of this year. Yeah. This is supposed to come out Christmas. A good one to go uh, see. Are they going to start doing golden ticket candies and all that kind of stuff? And uh, they should. They, they still have that brand, right? Well, I, I was they wondering, is it their own brand or is that with like uh, who's Sweet Tarts? Well, like Nestle's. Nestle? Yeah, Nestle's owns it or something. Yeah, because yeah, Laffy Taffy, they isn't own... that them? or? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. That's a fun one. Um, next, we have the movie trailers for uh, Just Equalizer 3. Yeah. Which I saw so... this. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, yeah, nice look at this movie coming September 1st. Uh, looks like uh, Denzel's trying to retire to the Amalfi Coast. Uh, but, you know, things just never work out. He just wants a quiet life. Trouble always finds you, you know, when you're someone of his skills and he has to go equalize again. 
also um, imagine if you're hanging Dakota out Fanning in diners at three in the morning in <laughs> shitty downtown areas, you're going to find trouble. <laughs> Not on the Amalfi Coast, but you do have the old Amalfi, the real Mafia there still, according to this movie. So Yeah, you're going to run into the uh, Am- Amalfia, that they call them that. Yeah. There. Uh, yeah, what's interesting, it's just like, oh, they're really just, you know, really... Trying to make you remember Man on Fire and like in that kind of like, remember when Denzel is just protecting innocent oh, people? Yeah. And then Dakota Fanning shows up in the trailer and like, oh yeah, they know what they're doing. They, uh, they know people like that one and they'll remember that. So uh, that's kind of neat. But yeah, there's there's three of these. And that's now. still uh, Antoine Fuqua, right? Yeah. Egg. So it's the, the fifth time they've worked together now. Egg. That'll be a wonderful movie. Yeah, I'm sure it'll deliver exactly what you, you need from yeah. it. <clears throat> All right, well, we're going to get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works through the dog's current collar or harness. When you plug in promo code... Tony. That is... T-O-N-Y. going to give you a 65% off at checkout because they're friends of the pod. Head over to thecliplessleash.com. You can promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right. Um, again, I haven't really watched anything. It's it's basketball uh, playoff time, so I have nothing on my list. Uh, yeah, I actually surprisingly don't have anything on mine either. Like, I really didn't watch anything. I think I uh, th- threw on, like, I think I agree with like what Sean said. I think I was watching maybe some basketball and then I think I just stuck to like the stuff that I throw on, like the Simpsons and Seinfeld. I guess actually I did throw on one like episode of a documentary called like Eat the Rich, which is the one about the GameStop stuff, which I, I guess so I guess I did watch that. So I, I found that interesting because I mean. So, you know, they're making that a movie. <clears throat> I believe Seth it. Rogen and Paul Dano. I just saw something about that today, too. Well, it's funny because the one kid that I think made the most of it was this Asian dude that was like. Well, neither of those guys are Asian. So. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm saying, like, but like, there was other people involved. I don't know, like it, it whole that whole situation was crazy. <laughs> yeah, where's is that a Netflix thing? Yeah, it's called Eat the Rich, but it's one of the things was that was like this Asian dude, and I forget like what happened. And then like other people just caught on and started doing it, and then it was just like this whole thing. And it's it is funny because they you know they interview some of the people that you know. Did it, and it's like, it looks like people that would like GameStop. I don't know. A lot of Asians. A lot of weird-looking people. I don't know. But it was it was definitely somewhat interesting. But yeah, that was yeah. pretty much it. I mean, I didn't watch any movies or anything this week. Well, I got you all covered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had a big week. Oh. Uh, I got <laughs> three theatrical movies and a, a brand new streaming series, and Two TV finales. God. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it <laughs> off took here with four days of work uh, off of this. Yeah, <laughs> no, I didn't need to. Um, um, the end of Snowfall. So well, I heard it was uh, great. Crazy last two seasons. Um, just kind of just building towards an end, and mm-hmm. I, I think it was uh, ended up pretty well. Uh, a little bit of a controversy with how it ended for some of the fans. Uh, but it's just an interesting thing. Like, where did you think this was going to go? Wasn't this always going to go bad? Do you think like everyone was going to, it was going to be a happy ending? Like this is a, a crime show and people are going to end up dead and, and maybe even worse. How does Scarface end? Um, 
yeah, it doesn't end <laughs> well. Um, I did like there was a nice little tribute to John Singleton here um, where they, you know, it's, it's, you know, years after, years later, and they're walking through the neighborhood and there's a movie filming. And, you know, the main character is like, what are you doing? You're not going to win an Oscar, which uh, he was right. Uh, John Singleton did not win the Oscar for Boys in the Hood. He was he was nominated, but he didn't win. So, um, but yeah, that was a nice little tribute. He's uh, you know one of the co-creators of the show, but he uh, he died during uh, season two, I believe. But um, so he didn't get to finish out the show. But um, he was still there. You know, it was a, a show about his uh, where he grew up. And that was that was nice and. Uh, but just a, I'd say a crushing, crushing finale. Just uh, where they went with it. It's like, yep, that's pretty good slash bad. I fell I off. Know. I don't know. After like halfway through the second season, I think, or maybe I finished the second season. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind finishing that at some point. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's good. It just never got to like the heights of the best shows. But it was nice to have, um, you know, good, good drama, good characters. Uh, then the, the next thing that I finished out this week, uh, The Mandalorian finished its third season. And this was definitely the least popular season. Uh, very uneven, some some weird episodes, some, you know, weird side stories. Uh, but I did like the way it wrapped up. I like the, the, the arc there. Um, and I think... You know, they could they could end it here, at least with these characters, like there's still more stories to tell uh, with the greater world. And I think that's what their plan is. But um, if Pedro Pascal does not want to be there anymore and was he ever even there in the first place, because he's definitely probably not the guy under, under the helmet there, um, then they could they could end it here for him and continue on with other stories with other Mandalorians even. Um yeah, I think I think there was some good Star Wars stuff there in the, in the final two episodes. So, still good. never got I'm around short. to this one. I, I don't know. It's it's yeah, they're very repetitive. You the know, last two seasons, all every episode was kind of the still, same. Well, I mean, yeah, there is a repetitive part of it of like, oh no, Giancarlo Esposito escaped again, and it just seems so like stupid of like why how okay so you captured him you you beat him in the episode the last episode of season one but let him go. And then you get him at the end of season two, and then well, he's back again. We got to finally get him, and so but that's a, it's it's good. You want you want him as your villain if you if you could have him. So uh, I understand why they do stuff like that. Um, and now on to a new movie, new streaming movie, new on Hulu. Um, Did you watch Quasi? If, Sean, you've heard this one. It's Quasi. Yeah, Broken Lizard. It looks weird. It looks like it. If I was twenty, I would have liked it. So yeah, Broken Lizard has a new movie straight to Hulu. Um, I did hear about it maybe a month before it came out, but just kind of like passed through my mind. But then when I saw it on there, I was actually um, homesick. And I was like, yeah, I'll put this on. Uh, there's some weird things about this. It is very cheap. Maybe their other movies were super cheap. I just didn't notice. But it definitely feels like, yeah, this is meant for TV, meant for straight for streaming. Like it, it was... Um, you know, I just watched the, the History of the World Part 2, and this is basically just that, but just one story instead of a series of sketches. It looks the same. It's very much like, yeah, this is clearly a set, uh, an um, old-timey medieval set. Yeah, it's hard for them to place. do, you know, urban shooting for this. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it just looks, it doesn't It doesn't look like, I was even thinking of, like, the Green Knight movie that came out Martin a couple Lawrence years ago, a, a medieval star. movie. 
Okay, the Green oh, Knight, not Knight. Wait, Martin Lawrence what, movie. Black Knight? Um, Black Knight is Martin Lawrence movie. Green Knight is a fantasy movie that came out a couple years ago, and it is a A24 movie, not a huge budget, but it looks great, and it feels like you're it real. This always fe- felt it like a sketch. feels like you're real? It feels real, like oh. it was actually... This movie really brings me to life. <laughs> this just feels like a sketch, like SNL or something. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's fine because it is super dumb and it's just these guys having fun with each other. And that's kind of the, the only saving part of this movie is like, hey, these are my old friends from Beer Fest and, and Super Troopers. And they're doing bits together and making each other laugh. And I mean, there's some fun stuff, but it's not. It's not great. I don't know why this is what they chose to do when there's like other scenarios where they can just, you know, have fun and, and riff together for little while because um, that's still they could still do that and and it'd be good but why do you need this uh, elaborate sets and costumes and stuff that's not what you need to do but I don't know they're 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 very there's such a weird hit and miss thing I mean beer fest and super troopers are two of my favorite things ever and then everything else they've made has been like mediocre yeah yeah the trailer I don't even know if I finished the trailer so yeah yeah and if I, I didn't uh, probably explain the quasi is it's a Quasimodo movie, you know, the hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, okay, that's what I figured at first. Uh, so, um, I don't, it's not the same story as like the Disney movie or even the traditional thing. It's its own weird story where he has to kill the Pope or the King of France, and then it's I don't know, but um, yeah, that's that's the deal there. Um, and they also they all play multiple characters, which I don't know if they've done that before. Um, they all play at least two different people. I'm sure not weird. all of them have, but I'm sure they have. And they're all different people in Beer Fest when they go to the caves or whatever, the tunnels. They're all in there. Oh, it's backup things. No, I mean, they play they play two like significant characters each. Oh. Oh. I don't know. Trying to get paid more money. Or yeah, be cheaper, yeah. <laughs> not hiring as many actors. And a lot of the other side actors were the people from that uh, fireman show that they that they oh, do. Yeah, I haven't watched any of that. Tacoma PD. And no one's or... ever watched because yeah, it's on True TV and like this is not even a real channel. Like what do you? It's not reality. Yeah. It's actuality. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, how many different things has True TV been? Was it was it used to be Spike TV, right? No, I think it's that's a different thing. Spike TV is now like the Paramount Network or yeah. something. True TV. I don't know what it was before. It was... Like we all know it because they have the tournament games. Yeah, it was it was. And also because they used to have that cop show on it that got taken away. What the hell was Did they live live PD? Yeah. Yes, Sean, do you want me to look it up? Look up what? Court TV. Oh, wow. Owned by Warner Brothers, though, huh? Yeah, that's as part of Turner. So that's why it goes on the college sports. Oh, makes sense. Headquarters, Atlanta, Georgia. Weird. You just have to show some brave games. Hold on. That just shows you the kind of TV we had to deal with as kids. There it is right there. (laughs) Not reality, actuality. <laughs> he had a channel that was just people in court. That's what we had to deal with as kids. These kids now have access to every channel at all times. They won't understand. I mean, the problem with court TV is that they still show all the court shows on like channel five all day long. Too. Someone's watching them, so. Andy. They had enough people watching them to make a whole channel about it. <laughs> You'd be surprised. It's people like my dad. My dad sits at home when he's now that he's retired, but even when he was on his days off and he would just watch fucking Judge Judy and the other judge. And it's like, how is this? Inter- like, how do you guys I like get to this? see like you walk in, you're like, what are you watching? It's like this guy in Tucson suing his neighbor for the broke his fence. 
Oh, that's, what, that's the shit what it is, though. Yeah, it's all How small cranks. Yeah, it's, all, yeah it's, it's not real either. Yeah, there's no way. Is it not real? It, it's not a real court case. <clears throat> it's they they take the cases yeah, out of court and do. A I don't think thing. you're allowed to. She's just basically yeah, a mediator. To do that yeah. TV or something. So when they say like we, I rule that you owe this guy five hundred bucks. That guy doesn't pay him five hundred bucks. The TV show just. Well, because if the, the guy doesn't have five hundred bucks, he's going to have to be his butler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seinfeld. Okay. You want me to move on to Keep the real movies in, here? Um, so early last week, uh, I saw Renfield in theaters and, uh, it's okay. It's kind of a mess, but also can be fun. Uh, it is really more of a comedy. It's comedy people. Um, Nick Cage is giving a comedic performance and it's, it's pretty great, pretty entertaining. The problem is the movie's trying to do too much. Um, it's only 90 minutes, but that's because they must've just cut the shit out of this movie because they're like... It's better to be quick and weird than be like long and confusing. Um, so there's like just things completely cut and it just seems too quick. Uh, the big problem, you're making this movie about Nicolas Cage's Dracula. Maybe put him in it for more than 15 minutes. Uh, it's very disappointing that he is definitely a side character, which I knew going in. The movie is called Renfield, but Nicolas Cage is just not in it enough. He's not even really the main like causes the conflict i mean i guess he is but it's just it, there's too many things going on so it's a comedy but it's also dracula so you think oh there's got to be horror in it um but it's also an action movie like renfield has like superpowers and do john wick shit um and it's also a crime movie that like aquafina plays a cop and she's trying to take down the mob jesus and uh you know ben schwartz plays the the mob boss's son and he's like an idiot but you know he also is going to team up with dracula and it's just like, this is too much. There's too much plot. Um, I don't need to know everything that's going on about the mob. And I don't need to know about Aquafina's uh, history and why she hates them and uh, who runs the crime in this town. It's just like, I just want to see fucking Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage go back and forth as Dracula and Redfield. That's, that's what you sold this movie as. Why did you not make that, this movie? It's just baffling. Um, but again, there is decent stuff out of it. And it's 90 minutes long and you can have fun with this like for Sean in October, <laughs> it'll be on Peacock or whatever. You could give this a try. You won't, you won't hate it. You'll be like, yeah, I really like the Nicholas cage part and, and then go about just watch the Nick cage life. part. <laughs> they, they probably should just do well, a kind of though, that, just yeah. be wanting him to say, why couldn't you just put the bunny back in the box? It's, was he better in this than he was acting wise and Wally's world? Oh, yeah. Are you sure? He's, he's, I don't doing, know, man. Wally's, he's doing a lot more stuff. It's impressive in this. to act without any lines. And Nicolas yeah. Cage did that in Wally's World. He like, drinks, literally, he not one those line. energy drinks pretty well. Yeah. Not one line. How can somebody of that, like, high famous stature have not one line? Hey, he can do it. He's good films. in Pig. He doesn't talk a lot in that. Yeah. No, he was good in that movie. I enjoyed it because it would be like you had no idea why he had to go play pinball and drink those energy drinks every time his alarm went off every hour or two. I don't know. Anyway, this next one Andy's got here is the one I'm actually been looking forward to to hear. So yeah, the next one is uh, the new one out this week, Evil Dead Rise. Uh, it's the fifth Evil Dead movie. Andy's got the other four in his uh, living room right now. I don't. <laughs> I have. So I have the box set includes one and two and the TV show. Number three is owned by Universal, so it couldn't be part of the same box set. Oh, but I do have that. Of course that. he okay. does. <laughs> Number four was 
something completely separate. I don't even know who owns that, and I don't have a thing of that. Well, we they, know they, you they, don't they, own it. <laughs> they don't. They put it out on 4K recently, um, but I don't own it. Uh, so what's so strange about it is how different um, the fourth one, the the remake from 2013, was from the rest of the continuity, uh, and then this one is much the same as as the fourth one, where just played very seriously, just kind of takes the same concept, an evil book. You read from the book and demons come out and possess someone and just kind of fuck with people and do all kinds of crazy stuff. And uh, yeah, this movie delivers on that. The performance from the the main woman being... She's a good-looking Australian woman. Yeah, so you do get to see her as just a mom, you know, with her children and, you know, she's <laughs> struggling being a, a single mom and everything. And, well, now she's really going to struggle. And then, yeah, she really does struggle being possessed <clears throat> and she just gives a great performance uh, out of this and just... Uh, the weird shit. I mean, what what's one of the staples of the series is just the weird shit that the the deadites. Uh, that's what they're referred to the possessed people as deadites. Uh, what they do, uh, and they're yeah, they, it does some some crazy weird shit in here. What is it on the level of Terrifier too? With the weird shit, it can't. It can't. No, no one could ever do <laughs> yeah. that. That's just that was so depraved. I'm just like now I'm gonna get poisoned and pour it, pour it on your all the cuts I made on you. Yeah, and then doesn't he like light a candle in her head or something? I don't know. He, he shoved the fucking, mashed potatoes in her blown up. Face. That was a different thing. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> with the the one teenage girl. Oh, where then like the he, scene they needed like two hundred thousand yeah. dollars just to film. No one will do that again. But yeah, there's some. Oh, wait there's till the third one comes out. Gnarly <laughs> stuff. Um. Yeah, it's just very, very straightforward, and um, they don't do a ton with the new setting. The whole idea, it's called Rise, because it's, oh, it's in a high-rise, but it's also in a high-rise that's, like, mostly abandoned, so I thought, it's like, oh, is there going to be, like, 400 people in this building, and they all die? Like, no, that's not what it's doing, um, but it's good, it made money, and they say they want to continue this as a franchise and not, like... Good. be dormant for 10 years again or 20 years between uh, the third one and the, the remake. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a simple premise. It's easy. Just it's easy to knock out. They, they confirm that, Oh, why is there three different continuities? It's three different books. So they actually are in the same universe. Mm. It's just three different books. So the demons all act a little different. Um, so yeah, well, we'll see. Made, made, made like $25 million. It's, it was like a, uh, well, it was like it's like eighty five percent or something on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, on, on Rotten Tomatoes, I saw this was this was like a ten million dollar budget. It was made for streaming, uh, but then they said like, "Hey, actually, the test audiences think this is pretty good. We'll actually put this out in theaters." And cool, yeah, they made they made money already in weekend one. So yeah, I need to. I'd like to see it. Probably not in theaters, but I, when it comes to what it'll, platform would it come to? It'll be on HBO Max. It was it was made for HBO. Okay, and then they're like, "This is good," so just put Sweet. it out. All right, um, then I will definitely see that when that comes out. When can we expect that at HBO? Do we have any idea? Eight weeks. Okay. Ten right weeks. there in the middle of summer or the start of summer, I should yeah. say. Definitely by Halloween. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to wait like you're oh, Sean. I don't want to wait. I'm not a Sean. <laughs> it's horror all the year round, baby. Now this last one. Now let's talk about not making any oh. money. Uh, this last movie is Bo is Afraid. This is the new film from Ari Oster. Is he afraid to not make any money? <laughs> he He's the, the man behind Hereditary and Midsummer. Uh, which were actually huge hits for A24, like relatively. Like, like Hereditary was their highest grossing film ever until uh, Everything Everywhere from last year. Um, so I think they, they just were like, do whatever you want and we'll give you a budget. I think they said maybe this might have a budget as high as $50 million. Um, it's not going to make $50 million. I don't know if it'll make $5 million, maybe $10. Uh, this is an insane movie. Maybe the weirdest movie I've ever seen, and I've seen some wow. stuff. 
there were some weird reactions coming out of it that like the one thing where a guy like stood up in the crowd during a critical screening and said, this guy's career is over. <laughs> uh, some really aggressive reactions, but uh, I think this is pretty brilliant, but just so weird. And I can't imagine someone who doesn't know what they're getting into watching this movie and, and being fine with it because it's, it's aggressively weird. Um, I would, I would say it's like a, Reminds me of a, a Charlie Kaufman movie or Aronofsky movie, but even even weirder. Um, just to give you what the what the plot is supposed to be, uh, Walking Phoenix is is a, a man in therapy, and he is going to visit his mother. And I guess there's a little bit of anxiety in doing that. And uh, basically, everything in the world just keeps fucking with him, stopping him from uh, getting out and and completing the visit to his mom. So I'll just give you an example of something that happens is, um, you know, he's, he's, he's got a plane trip and he's ready to go. He, he leaves his apartment. His apartment is gross and it's like heightened grossness. Like I can't even explain it. Um, but he, he's walking out the door. He turns around puts the keys in the door to lock it and then goes, Oh, I forgot one thing. And you know, he leaves the keys in the door, walks in his apartment for 10 seconds to get something, comes back out, his bag and the keys are gone. And you're like, Oh shit, that's like a crazy scenario just in like the real world of like, what would you do if you have a plane in two hours and your shit just got stolen? Oh yeah. Like, what do you do? Like, I don't, you what, what did he do? He didn't make it. <laughs> so that's, that's basically the whole movie there is how does he, he needs to go see his mom, but he missed the plane and he's got a journey across from somewhere. Um, who plays him again? Joaquin Phoenix. Plays that's everyone. No. Um, no shit. It huh? is like three of these movies were like Joaquin Phoenix. In this here. role, in this movie, he's nine people. There's different, yeah, versions. There's an old, but that's really only one sequence in the movie. Um, but the rest of the cast is just some some weird decisions in here. Like it is, it is more of a dark comedy in, in a way. So there's like Nathan Lane is maybe the next biggest cast member. You've got Richard Kind. Who you know his voice more than anything. If you heard his voice, you're like, because you only hear his voice to start, and I'm like, I know exactly who that is. Um, and then he pops up there at the end. Who's his voice? Um, Why do we know his voice? Just look up Richard Kind right now. You exactly, you would Maybe know. The listener like, oh, doesn't want to look voice. him up, Andy. Uh, yeah, if you're driving right now and listening, you don't have to look him up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's like the brother-in-law, right? He's or in something. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, he was in. Ants. I mean, Spin City was like the big thing. But yeah, he's been in a million things. I know exactly what you're talking but about. Like I'm saying, you look at his face, you go, I, ex- I know exactly what that guy sounds like. Yeah, he's a lot yeah. of Pixar movies. He just He's just got a voice. Family Guy, huh? Who does he play in Family Guy? Rabbi Goldstein in one episode. <laughs> That's right, because he is Jewish, right, this guy? I mean, yeah, let's, let's say so. I don't know. I don't want to. <laughs> well, I'm assuming so. If he's okay, so here's the thing. This is a very Jewish movie. Because well, there you go. Jewish boys and their mothers have a relationship that doesn't make any sense. Like everything about interesting that Jewish people make is about their mother somehow, um, and that's what this movie is about. It's just the insane. One of my best friends growing up was is Jewish, and yeah. him and his mom actually had a pretty good relationship. But he didn't have a good relationship with his dad, so maybe it's just I you end up getting one. Family we're, we're on the West Coast. I think it makes a difference. I think there's something yeah, about it's being not on the real West Jewish, Coast. right? Yeah, yeah, Which is funny because so. his stepdad is from New York, okay. who's also Jewish. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, look at all the credits. A million, a million credits. This guy's been working for decades. Just doing doing the work. But um, yeah, this is it's a wild movie. It's three hours long oh and it just God. keeps going. You don't know where it's going. Um, just 
Yeah, insane. There's even a scene that I think was like pulled from The Simpsons, and I don't know if it was intentional. Um, I'll tell Tony about it later, but it was just kind of funny. Like, is it supposed to be that or not? And there's all I'm reading online about people's interpretations of the movie, and I think the point is like, don't try to make a meaning of it. Like, was it a dream? Was he doing this? Uh, you know, was he mentally insane? It's like, don't worry about it. There's there's not an explanation, so that means everything is correct. So every interpretation you have of this movie is the right interpretation, so don't worry too much about it. Don't try to figure it out. Um, but I, I found it super entertaining and also just interesting that they would allow someone to make this movie, that he'd submit the script, and they're like, yeah, go ahead and do it. Because they knew they didn't mark this movie at all. I didn't see one trailer for it. I go to the movies all the time. Never saw a trailer for it. There's no commercials for it. There's no fucking ads on on <laughs> the internet. They don't even want you to see it. I think they only want you to see it if you know what it is and are pursuing it. Because otherwise, some normal person will go see this and fucking die and have a heart attack or something. So. I'm gonna pass on this one, but I will see Napoleon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's called Bo is Afraid. It is in limited release now. It's in IMAX. I actually went to the what? block to see this. So, um, yeah, that's the other thing. That's probably, probably why the budget is pretty big is he filmed it in IMAX, too. Uh, yeah, it's pretty beautiful. But All right. Yeah. Hadn't been to the block in, in a sure, very long time. not uh, any better than it used to be. <laughs> that yeah. exists. I bet it is. So, I, I remember really quickly about the block. I remember when the block first, when did the block open? Like late 90s, early 2000s? And I remember when it did, my grandma, I mean, I wasn't like elementary school, but like even would say she didn't like going there, didn't want me to go there because they always said like the Asian gangs would hang out over there, which true or not, I don't know. But the positives of the block though, I remember was like Ron John surf shop. I remember getting like those surfboard keychains, which were really cool. And then block was a cool thing, dude. Like I remember even being in seventh grade or whatever. And like you go there, get dropped off on a Friday and, you walk the block. Yeah. No, I did that a few times with uh, some friends, but that was because my parents were divorced. So when I was with my dad, I could, he didn't give a flying fuck what I did and I would just be gone. My mom was a little more strict. So I actually had to be like, you know, this is what I'm doing. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like you're getting picked up at 10, like shit like that. But you know, my dad didn't give a single fuck. I never liked the block. Remember uh, Borat was at the block once too. Really? Like in real life? He uh, kidnapped Pam Anderson. That's right. that oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I remember that because it was just like Orange, California. I'm like, whoa, I'm in Orange, California right now. Crazy. Now, I didn't see that movie at the block. That would be even crazier, but. Weird. All right. Is that all of your movies? It all is. Right, well, yes. You've been listening. I'll have more because I started some new shows too, but thankfully I didn't uh, include them here. In good time. All right, well, you've been listening to episode 321 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy, Tony Katz. Yes, thank you very much. See you later.